everybody. We are live, and this is Dreadful Talk, episode 35. And I'm really excited for this one. And, and I think our guest will be joining us shortly. We do have a guest this week. But yeah, this is episode 35 of Dreadful Talk. Coming to you live, like I said, most of the time it's Wednesday. Every once in a while, it may end up being a Thursday due to some kind of conflict. But um, yeah, let's get this week's guest on here. I think you guys are really going to like this week. I'll get you on right here in a second. Sorry, this, I'm, I usually do this on Instagram, so Facebook works a tiny bit different. There we go. It says it's connecting, and there we go. How are you doing? Hey, Dominic, good to see you. Good to see you. Um, You mind turning that phone sideways for me, or are you on a computer? Yeah. All right, cool. Perfect. Hey. Whatever you're on, that works fantastic, and it's good to see you. It's good to hear your voice. Um, this is episode 35 of Dreadful Talk, and this is this week's guest, um, Mary Springfield. And um, we're going to be talking. She she practices jujitsu, and I'm a big fan of you know what she does. I'm a big fan of combat sports and women's combat sports in particular. And we're going to talk a little jujitsu. We're going to talk a little life. And we're just, you know, we're going to chop it up and do what we do here on Dreadful Talk. But, yeah, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm having a little bit of uh, feedback from you, but that's okay. It's, it's okay? You can hear yeah, me good I and everything? Yeah, I hear you on top of you talking now. <laughs> that, that's weird. Um, Well, I, you'll have to bear with me. I apologize. I wonder, you know what? That helped. Okay, it was coming through the speakers and through the headphones. We're gonna try it without headphones this week, and and we'll see we'll see how this turns out. But uh, you can hear me just fine. That's yeah, really what I can matters. Hear good. All right, all right, awesome, and and yeah. So so this is Mary Springfield, and, and yeah, um, I, I want to appreciate you for coming on and taking some time, and um, appreciate to everybody that that's watching live or, or is not watching live and is watching this on my YouTube channel, feel free to go subscribe at, um, it's Dreadful Talk Podcast on YouTube, and um, or you can find me where on the audio, wherever you like listening to your audio podcast. But yeah, Mary, um, we're here to talk a little bit of jujitsu and just kind of your story and your experiences and things you've learned through the journey that I imagine, you know, has this been, you know, your your career and your, your practicing of jujitsu and, um, we're going to start off with, you know, when did you start jujitsu and how did you get so into jujitsu? So it's really jiu-jitsu? funny because I was not into it whatsoever whenever I first started out. Um, it's funny, my family does it together. Um, there's my dad, my brother, um, my uncle, my two cousins, and my aunt all do it. So it's a family affair at this point. It's a cult, honestly. <laughs> No, that's awesome. I, and that seems to be common in the jiu-jitsu community. I mean, it's very common that you see families and legacies. I mean, even like 
most jujitsu gyms yes. have the name Gracie somewhere on them, and they're like a family that's kind of branched out across the country. And 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 so yeah, I think I think you guys are kind of just continuing. I think that's yeah. It's funny. My lineage from my black belt is from a Gracie black belt, so Gracie jujitsu. So it's it's really cool to have that like lineage and see where like I came from from my black belt who gave me my belt, and so it's pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's so cool. I find that so interesting, man. Like, like seriously, like, no matter what city you go to, for the most part, there's going to be a jiu-jitsu gym with the name Gracie. There, there's going to be a different first name, but the name Gracie's yeah. going to be on there somewhere. And, uh, no, that, I, I find that super fascinating as well. Um, so, so how long So, September was my one year, and, um, let's see, I think my... My uncle, my dad's brother, was the first one in our family to start doing it. And uh, he started in, or his son started in 2013. Um, my uncle started in 2014. And my cousin, my other cousin, uh, five to six years ago. Um, my dad started in 2017. And then my brother, Joe, um, he started two years ago in April. So his, his two years is coming up. But uh, yeah, it was... It was kind of crazy, like, getting started. Um, my brother was a wrestler growing up, so I got beat up constantly. <laughs> um, and he went to our high school. He graduated in uh, 2007. And it's just, it was a crazy thing to get started. And I never thought I would ever, like, want to be, like, touching sweaty people and have them touch me when they're gross. And I honestly just thought it was, like, just a whole, like, huge sweat ball and I was like I don't know about that but yeah yeah honestly like I got so so my background is football as some people know and um that was honestly the thing I hated the most about football it wasn't getting hit it wasn't the pain it wasn't any of that it was literally just this touching oh sweaty gross dudes literally I, I couldn't stand it and I think it was like I think it would make you seem like seem like a pussy on the mat. I think, well, I, think I still hate sick. it to this day. I've had people like drip sweat in my mouth. Like it, yeah, it's been a journey for sure to get over that. But um, yeah, <laughs> so basically I just kind of joined. Um, I got out of a really bad relationship, uh, like physically, mentally, emotionally abusive relationship. So I, I told myself like, I'm never going to have anybody treat me that way ever again so yeah yeah and that's like man i swear and, and i know it's probably i know it's a complex issue and it's an issue with more a nuanced answer there's not like a one-size-fits-all answer but god damn it do i think more abused women should go to a jujitsu class it seems like that would you know i don't know I, I would love to see some of these motherfuckers you know get their elbows snapped Next time they try, they try something stupid for real. Um, but man, that that's man, like that, like seriously, just hats off because I mean, as I mean that that type of stuff, unfortunately, is so common in our society that I think almost everybody watching knows a woman that's been in an abusive relationship or has witnessed some, you know that in some capacity, and, and 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 we've all seen people deal with that in very unhealthy manners. And it seems like you kind of dealt with it in about as healthy a manner as you could possibly do it. You ended up finding something you love. Yeah, in the it was one of those things where 
I never thought it was going to happen to me. And it, I, you know, so I stuck through it and I shouldn't have. And honestly, jujitsu really like did save me from that. And it's a great way to get your, you know, physical activity in and wow. you leave so, so sweaty. And it's honestly just like a great workout. And I never thought I would be here to this day, but I love it. <laughs> No, it, it's so sick. And like, I, I'm honestly just so stoked when you reached out to me because like, I've been like watching this journey from afar and, and your journey has kind of coincided with my like MMA podcast journey and little, you started a little bit before, but I've always been a fan of MMA regardless, even years before my podcast started. And I, um, you know, and I just, I've, I've been kind of, you know, we've been friends on social media and I'm like, oh, that's dope. She does jujitsu. And, and by the way, my wife's a big fan too. Cause like my wife wants to get into jujitsu too, but you know, all the gyms and stuff are yeah. closed out here we're on the West coast. But, um, but so, so she, she, you know, she, she sends her oh, respect I and her love, love as her well. But, um, She's the cutest little, oh, I love her so much. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out, shout out to YB, yes. shout out to Nina. But yeah, she, she wants to hit the mats as soon as kind of, you know, whenever if this thing ever finally blows over, uh, we actually live like in our neighborhood. There's like a, a jujitsu gym, like within walking distance, like a block and a half up the street. But like I said it's been it's been closed this whole time. We're in the Bay Area with some of the strictest lockdown. So yeah, that type of stuff is definitely not. Like I haven't been to even a normal gym, like a 24-hour fitness. I haven't That's been insane. since March. Um, yeah, like like you may notice that I started like I skateboarding and I post little skateboarding clips. I mainly started skateboarding because I was getting fucking fat. Like all the gyms were closed. Like I like you know hey, I you gotta do still those and like everything. Reviews, and you know. I, I gotta keep the burrito reviews coming exactly. I I needed a way to like burn off calories. And so like I kinda like how you know you fell in love with jujitsu. I kinda fell in love with skateboarding, just kinda by default needed something to stay active. But um Something I wanted to get into a little bit with you is like, so like, I greatly like respect jujitsu and I'm like falling in love with the jujitsu from afar. I've never rolled the mats myself, but um, like I, I view jujitsu through the lens of MMA. As you know, I have my MMA podcast, I beat me boys breakdown and I've been just balls deep in UFC fights for the past like nine months. And um and, and like I said, like a lot of like I think I think it's a fairly common art of MMA fans to where when you first start watching MMA, you want every fight to just be like a slugfest, knock them dead. And, and but then just the more you watch and the more you learn and the more you just take it in, you start to learn those intricacies of all the little movements on the ground, and you you, you appreciate a good grappler. And um, and I. And I don't know. So, like I said, I am learning about jujitsu through the lens of MMA and the UFC, and and I just kind of wanted to talk to you about kind of because because you you entered jujitsu through jujitsu. Like some people enter jujitsu on the path of MMA, and some people enter jujitsu like as its own entity. And I kind of just wanted to talk to you about the kind of relationship between jujitsu and MMA, and kind of just kind of the differences, even maybe it, like there's a different way to practice it if you're training for the cage or if you're, I don't know, just talking yeah, about Yeah, absolutely. Um, growing up, we always watched um, UFC. My dad and my brother were huge UFC fans. I mean, I watched the pay-per-view, you know, with um, Conor McGregor, this 
past this was it like two weeks ago now um yeah yeah, yeah that one. uh Decim knocked him up a bit and i said it's over so um but really like starting uh getting super interested in jujitsu i started like listening to all the terms because it's like a foreign language whenever you first start jujitsu like i had no idea what a cross face was or like shrimping or anything like that and so there's literally so many different like terminologies and then there's like the traditional like kimura like all these different um japanese names for it and so we have yeah. a couple of black belts who we've done seminars with before and they use the black belt terms and all the fancy terms and i'm like what <laughs> but i've started yeah, well, the, even the name jujitsu is Japanese. It's for those that don't know the history of it. I, I, it took me a while to learn this myself because I, I always was confused because jujitsu, like just the name of it, sounds Japanese, and then you, yeah, names like Kimura, obviously Japanese of origin, and then but you always hear it associated with Brazil, and, it, and I eventually learned the history of how it came from Japan to Brazil. And it's kind of like a fusion of those cultures. Both of those cultures have left their imprint on it. But but continue. But yeah, I just want to kind of break that down for some viewers that may not know. Kind of how is this Japanese sounding thing so associated with Brazil? It confused yeah, me for a long so time. Yeah, so I really started paying attention to all of the words and the dialect of it, and I kind of got really obsessed with it. Started following all these pages on Instagram and. Facebook. I went to like two seminars before COVID actually like killed everything. But I really just was watching like UFC and like my dad, he loves to just throw up old matches of random people and be like, hey, did you see this? Like we learned this in class last night and stuff like that. So having a family who's really like into it, really just like made everything so much better and gave me like a fully rounded sense of like learning the sport and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I was, uh, it was my first year um, in September and I actually competed in my first tournament, which was like the craziest yeah. thing I've ever done. Honestly, I didn't have the mental confidence that, you know, comes with the physical confidence. Um, my brother Joe was like, you should have done the, tournament in March you would have won like all this stuff and I was like oh no I'm not ready I'm not ready and uh I actually went out and I won my first tournament <laughs> yeah yeah that's what you were telling me that's that's a dope experience to say that you know you you work towards something and then yeah. you you came out on gold your first time that's um that's not an experience many people can say. There you go, flex your shit. Um, so explain to me, like, what tournament was this? Um, you know, like, what division or, like, I, I'll be real. I don't know the first thing about even how jiu-jitsu tournaments are formatted or anything. So just kind of talk to me about jiu-jitsu tournaments in general and then kind of get into this specific Yeah, so this tournament, tournament was American Grappling Federation, so AGF. Um, so there's ADF, there's IBJJF, and there's just a few different tournaments um, that are set up around the country. This one was supposed to be in Oklahoma City, 
in September, but um, turned out to be in um, Tulsa, actually. And um, I went into it um, under 175. Um, so I was a white belt. Um, right now I'm a green belt, which is like a upper level white belt. But for those people who don't know, okay. it goes white, green, blue, purple, brown, black. So <laughs> I, I was literally going to ask that. I'm yeah, I, so never, I never knew it until I started doing jujitsu. And it's, uh, it takes approximately 10 years to get a black belt. So we've got time, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what's so crazy because especially being a UFC fan and covering the UFC as I do, like you just hear that term like get thrown around almost loosely. Like, oh yeah, this guy's a black belt. That guy's a black belt. And um, I, don't I just don't think the average, you know, as they say, casual fan um just really understands just though it just they don't just hand those no, things out not. you know um, some schools do like you have to pass tests and some some classes uh you know gyms they'll just hand out stripes um i'm actually a two stripe uh, green belt um and the rest of my family are blue belts so i definitely get up beat up all the time during practice but it's so well worth it yeah, no, I bet. Is, is that what it, so in a jujitsu practice, or do you spend most of your time essentially getting beat up and like learning on the fly? Or like, is, is it like so trial by fire? we have, um, every gym is different, but at my gym, Titan Martial Arts in Norman, that's my home gym. Um, it, we basically do like 30 minutes of drilling. So we are taught a few different um basically um movements or um a combination of movements and then so we drill that for about 30 minutes and then we'll go over like um how to get out of it and like how to defend it and stuff like that and then we'll do uh five minute rounds for we'll do about five five minute rounds of just continuously like different partners and just going at it and, and for any mma fan out there five five rounds i mean that's championship that's championship you know level of cardio um and shout out to cooper mead bro i appreciate you coming in and watching live you know i try to get to comments you know and try to work them in through the fabric of the show but i appreciate you watching him brother it's hard for me to you know to respond to everything but i appreciate everybody watching live but um but yeah so i and also yes. i want to get back to this tournament we're not about to gloss over that <laughs> like that's just some small little deal you won gold on your first tournament um you said it was under 175 so that's a wide and i assume we're talking yes. about pounds as so the crazy class, thing correct? was, is um, I got into that bracket, um, but I actually had to move up in weight because there was no one in my bracket. So I was going up against the girls. Uh, oh, it was like 180 and above. That's so wild. And just, I don't want to place that in context for the viewers because the largest weight class in women's UFC is yeah. 145. 145 is the absolute biggest. Now, other promotions um, do have bigger women's um, bouts and everything like that. But um, 
as far as like I think Invicta has like heavyweights and stuff for women. But uh, but as far as the UFC goes, and, and, and you know that's the biggest promotion on earth. The biggest women allowed to fight are 145 pounds. So in Mary, in her very first tournament was um was you know taking on women much bigger than any women allowed to fight in the UFC. So that's crazy just for context. Let me ask you though, and I and I'm gonna try to word this in like the least it's all good. way possible. Like, I I gotta figure at a certain point, the weight cutoff kind of just like hurts your cardio. I, I I'll word it yeah. that way. You know what I'm saying? Like like it just is probably less in shape people at a certain point, right? Or is there was there some 180 pound fucking stack? Well, it's funny because you? um. Going into it, I knew one girl from my gym here in Edmond, Oklahoma, um, at Prodigy Jiu-Jitsu in Edmond, and uh, I'd never rolled with her before, but I knew who she was. Um, shout out Julie, she's amazing. Um, I fought her for the for gold because I had to buy my first round, thankfully. Um, but there was another girl. They were both, um, I believe, over two hundred. And so I was 175, and they were uh, 200, and uh, uh, quite a bit taller than me as well. So Julie's about five, wow. I think, and uh, Shayna, the other girl that I um, competed against, she was uh, about five six, five seven, and I'm only five four. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, though. That that's cool, cause cause this the thing that that's crazy about a number weight limit is like a number can look so different like like i weigh about 225 right now but there's i mean there's guys that weigh 225 with six packs and there's guys that are like obese yeah. at 225 you know what i mean like it, it how different people wear a number like different body types are, are are totally a factor so that that gets interesting you know and it happens like i'll, I'll keep referencing the ufc because that's what i know best like like there's, you know, there's some heavyweights that you know are six eleven and skinny fighting a guy that's five eleven yeah. and stockier, you know. So how weight is distributed is kind is can vary, but but so I don't know. I, I've always found that very interesting in combat. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, and I'm one of those people who I am all about rolling with men, uh, because sometimes I don't think that women give me enough, you know strength i guess so <laughs> i mean okay, okay okay but you know what i'm saying so i really i went into it basically like i i fight with my or my fight well my brother and i fight a lot but <laughs> in a good way uh, i roll with my brother he is about 510 um 170 my dad is 510 um 185 way bigger than them at the gym and um the funniest thing is saying the most dangerous person in the gym are white belts not black belts because white belts will flail and they'll just not know what to do with their body so they're the most dangerous in the gym for sure but i i like to uh you know help people out whenever they first get to the gym and show them a little bit that i didn't know my first couple of days because i i've left i've left crying i've left beaten up i'm just like sweating and everything like there's emotion that goes into it too 
and you know not getting a stripe or not advancing in a belt it's the mental thing of jujitsu and a lot of people yeah that's what i've heard so many people describe is just the like the 3d chess everybody like almost everybody describes jujitsu as 3d chess and it makes a lot of sense whenever you see high level grapplers going at it like like just recently like when charles Oliveira um submitted yep. tony ferguson and almost broke his arm actually tony ferguson's an absolute insane man for surviving yeah. that arm through <laughs> that arm bar but 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 just watching guys those high high level grapplers you understand what what they mean because because you're you're one step ahead you're like beating them to the spot almost and it's and i love i love watching guys that can you know scramble effectively and and just kind of float on top and, and, and kind of counter on the ground um so let me ask you in these tournaments are they point based or do you have to yeah submit your so opponent? it's point based and submission um i beat my component my opponent shana uh i think 31 to 9 uh all five minutes i went all five minutes with her uh that was so tough i actually um busted my ankle uh, and it still hurts to this day. So this is back in September. Um, so my adrenaline was going up so high and I busted my ankle right before the gold match. And I was really struggling pretty hard. Um, I was up on Julie for gold um, with like, I wanna say like less than 30 seconds left. And she tapped out um, because she actually hurt her elbow in the no gi matches the morning before the morning of so 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 were you in a submission when she when she said like like did you make her submit or she submitted just her i her would elbow say was that i you know she tapped because i was doing it but uh i think it was just pain pain in general honestly but um hey so what um, did you have I her was, uh, i was on mount so i was and then i just had her arm stretched out with my other arm um, I could have basically gone for a key lock, but she just, she tapped to it, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, no, well, that's what's up. I just, I love hearing the intricacies and what works and what doesn't work, because, I mean, it, you know, it's so, I, I just, like I said, I mainly watch through an MMA lens, but I've just seen so many crazy things happen, um, you know, in, in submissions. I always love hearing these stories firsthand, and, uh, so Cooper's saying that he's one of our viewers. He's well, he said he's about to be in Tahoe, and you were yes. just in Tahoe, and I'm currently doing this live <laughs> from like South Lake Tahoe, California, and so I mean it's like I don't know. I always want to like spread the gospel of how amazing Tahoe is, but it's cool to have people that actually relate for once. Um, how was your time in Tahoe? Did, uh, what are your takeaways? This is my favorite place on earth. Now, granted, I'm not the most well-traveled man there is, but out of the places I've been. I, I'll fucking take Lake Tahoe. I'm actually, I think me and Nina are going to move to Carson City like yeah. 30 minutes up the road, like here within the year. So, like, Lake Tahoe stole my heart. Like, I love it up here. How was your time? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. So, um, last weekend was my birthday. I just turned 24. Um, I was with my lovely boyfriend, um, Logan. Um, he lives in Florida, and so we usually see each other about once a month. I either fly to Florida, he comes to Oklahoma, or 
um, like in this instance. Oh, wow. uh, so we went to Reno to so I could meet his dad and his stepmom, Brian and Michelle, and I had such a great time. And they showed us around Reno, um, Nevada, and we took a trip right up to um, Truckee, California. It was really cool, and yeah. you guys got so much snow. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've, been, I've been essentially splitting time between San Jose and Lake Tahoe lately these past couple of months. And um, and this is the most snow I've seen, even though I've been here a lot this winter. I, this is the most snow it I've seen. It was so funny today. because we really didn't think that we were going to be able to fly in on Wednesday night because the snow was literally, like, coming down so hard. I don't know how many inches you guys got, but it was so much. And we were really... I, I think it, not even inches. I think yeah, they no, had to measure it in feet. Yeah, I think they got like five feet. It of was snow. so much yeah. snow, and it was just great. And you know, we went snowshoeing. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't get to go skiing. Um, my boyfriend is actually an amputee. Um, he's a yeah, he's a below oh, the wow. knee amputee. Uh, uh, he lost his leg whenever he was three in a boating accident. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know what you need? You need to get his ass on the tubes. They got the tubes, and that shit's free. Hey, check it for me as a Tahoe veteran. The tubes, yeah. you can tube, because you go, you weigh down on the motherfuckers. And, like, uh, I, so I got on the tubing thing, and it, I, it was essentially made for, like, kids and shit. But I got my big 220 ass on there, and I, I literally knocked over the fence that's supposed to stop you. They have all these, like, mats lay down to like take away your speed as you're approaching i was like a fucking it was like norbit i just fucking <laughs> went right through them shits i almost oh went God. off the side but i'm gonna say i don't know i think I, I think that's something that even you know you know um you know differently able people can still enjoy is the tube and i think you may get a yeah kick out of it was so month. fun um but, uh, he actually dislocated his knee on his amputated leg um last time he went oh, skiing no. so he was like, I love you, but I don't want to go skiing. <laughs> so it was, I, hey, I still had a blast. And honestly, if I were to have gone skiing, it would not have been as much fun without him. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually kind of experienced that, obviously not the exact same reasons, but so I've been snowboarding like two times in my life. Now, granted, it was like 10 years ago, but I have been. And then about a month or two ago, me and Nina went snowboarding over at Boreal, which is like on the north side of Tahoe. And um, so like, I pretty much knew what I was doing. I'm not going to say I'm good, but like I can like make my way down the, the, the you know, the mountain. And it was Nina's first time ever. So it really was this weird dynamic of like me trying to balance, like teaching her with still kind of trying to have my fun too, you know. So uh, it can be... It, for those couples out there thinking of going on a ski trip, it's really doper <laughs> if you are both can can kind of can can kind of go on the same pace. But no, um, and man, honestly, half of the best part of skiing at Tahoe oh is the views God. you get of Tahoe. So even like you know the fact that you got to see some of the views. I mean, it look everywhere you look looks like a fucking calendar or screensaver. Uh, yeah, it was so cool. I mean? Um, so one thing about me, I hate birds. I absolutely hate birds. Um, yes. Like all birds? All birds. Just fuck birds? Uh, fuck aviators? I fuck aviators? Um, I'm not scared of them. I just really just dislike them. I mean, penguins and flamingos, pterodactyls, all of those are cool. But 
you know, like I even have a shirt that says uh, birds aren't real. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh but um, I actually, we had like bird seed and like the little um, chickadee birds like would come out and like just like eat the food right out of your hand. And that was, that was a lot for me, but um, I would say, so you yes, pretty much yeah, tortured yourself for amusement of all the other people around me, but Hey, <laughs> No, that's awesome. I just, like I said, it's not meant, like, I always, I usually try to describe how dope it is to my guests, but I finally have a guest that has experienced it. So, yeah, I definitely oh, yeah, want to so touch good. on that. Um, and, yeah, you were talking to me a little bit, you know, when we were messaging leading up to this about, um, you guys work with veterans through the uh, We Defy Foundation. You want to talk yeah, a little bit so about that? the We Defy Foundation has been, like, a huge part of, um, like, my dad and my brother. Um, so Alan Shibaro is a jiu-jitsu practitioner in um, Texas. And uh, he actually started, you know, this foundation. Um, since my dad is a veteran, he was in the um, army for 19 years. Um, yeah, so I like okay. super duper look up to my dad and, you know, his service that he had in the military. Um, the We Defy Foundation, basically their mission statement is says, we provide combat veterans coping with military connected disabilities, a long-term means to overcome their challenges through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and fitness training. That's awesome. And, and, and I'm sure it's probably a mixture of both, but is it, are they more trying to overcome physical or It's both, things? honestly. Um, I have a few, um, there's a guy at our gym. His name is Adam. He's a, um, I think he's a, he's an amputee. So he has, um, he's double below knee, I believe. Um, he trains at our gym wow. and um, they do a lot of like outsourcing and they, you know, go and do seminars and they have all these amazing opportunities for veterans to, it's really, like I said, you know, the mental game of jujitsu but then, you know, you have to come back. Uh, PTSD is a real issue um, with veterans. Yeah, yeah, so I imagine. It's one of those things where you can learn how to cope with life and the challenges of physically being able to do something um, as well as the mental side of it, too. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard somebody describe anything to do with jujitsu and not mention the physical and mental and how they're tied at the hip. Like, like everybody that knows anything about jujitsu just says the same. It's just a, a reoccurring thing you hear when you talk to jujitsu practitioners or anybody that even knows about jujitsu, just the mental and physical and, and how it joins at the hip. And now I hate to do this to you, but I would extend you this same courtesy if you need it and all. I, I need to use the restroom. So I'm going to be right back. You can take a break. You can talk about jujitsu. You can do whatever you need to do. Cool. I'll be I'll right back. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, all right. We'll be right back.
Intermission's over. It's all good. Everybody thinks that it's like a cardinal sin to take a pee during a podcast, but what's the point of just being uncomfortable? Like, cause I, I, like, I noticed myself, like when I was first starting this podcast shit, I would like be trying to hold it and I'd be like answering like <laughs> short as fuck, just like, like, <laughs> like that. It's, it's not worth it. Let's just, let's just, yeah, absolutely. Well, we, you know, right now I'm but, finishing. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I said, once again, I'm so glad you were able to join me. And like I said, I've been kind of following your journey from afar and just thought it was dope as fuck. So the minute, you know, the opportunity like to talk this and share this with my, with my viewers, um, you know, I just, I had to jump on the opportunity and I appreciate you. Um, and I, this isn't even something I had written down, but it's something that just has been in the headlines lately. And I wanted to get your opinion on more than anybody's. I've been honestly biting my own tongue because I wanted to hear okay. what you had to say about it. Um, so Stephen A. Smith, we all know, fucking rainbow hairline, loud screaming, fucking hot take McGee, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. Um, he, the MMA community has been mad at Stephen A. for a long time. He usually comes with like dog shit, casual takes. But anyway, what I'm getting at he recently said, I don't even know if you caught this or not, but he recently said that he's not a fan of women's MMA. He personally doesn't like watching women hit each other in the face. Um, I'm the exact opposite. Like, I am fucking, I love women's MMA, sometimes even more than men. And, like, there's, like, physical and philosophical reasons why. Like, dead ass, I love watching women in the Muay Thai clinch because every time guys get in the Muay Thai clinch, it's just knees to the dick for days every time like like it doesn't matter how good the fighters are and then there's, there's five minute breaks and everybody's getting knees in the dick women you just you quite simply don't have to worry about that and not only that their knees yes. can get higher so it's very rare that you see men in a muay thai clinch knee to the face it's usually knees to the body hence all the dick shots but when women get in the clinch you see knees, the knees are, the hips are so flexible, the knees, so, so that's one reason. And when the women are on the ground, you see the hip flexibility that you would never see shit that happens in men's um, fights on the ground happen. The women's hip flexibility, it's like literally an added variable. So like, I personally love women's MMA. And I, like the fight of the year last year was Whaley and Yolanda. So I just, I, I, I and Stephen A pissed off the MMA community by saying, he wasn't a fan of um so i just want, I want I, and i know you, do, you don't do mma you do jiu-jitsu but as somebody as a female who practices a combat sport what are your thoughts on stephen a smith's take of you know he doesn't like watching girls in combat well we can always compare you know like women's mma to women's basketball and men's basketball um you know women's tennis to men's tennis and all that stuff um honestly growing up i was never like Oh my gosh, I want to watch the girls fight, you know, because I've always looked at it as a male dominated sport. And that's just the world we live in. Um, but honestly, Amanda Nunez has changed my mind on everything female UFC MMA fighter. I love her. She <laughs> Okay, I got I got to pause you real quick. Amanda Nunez, low key, birthed the Beefy Boys breakdown straight up. So not everybody knows that it was before I even officially knew what I was doing. But I just it was like UFC 250, I think, and I, I was hella drunk, 
and I just watched Nunez defend her belt. It was her most recent fight. And I just, like, randomly went live on Instagram and was hella wasted, like, talking about how Nunez was the GOAT and she doesn't – he better put some respect on her name and all this shit. And that's essentially how the Baby Boys breakdown was birthed. Because then after I went live, Harrison messaged me and was like, hell yeah, bro, I agree with all that shit. He was drunk, too. And that, that was the birth of the Baby Boys breakdown. So shout out to Amanda Nunez. There would be no Baby Boys breakdown if it wasn't for women's MMA. And I apologize, I said, please continue, but I just, I, I, I love no, it. No, I love it. Well. Uh, Harrison, uh, I've known Harrison for a really long time. Um, and I love it that, like, we get to chat. You know, we're from high school, so yeah, we went to high school together. Um, and it's just so funny to see, like, where we're at in life now. Um, just, like, I don't know yeah. what Harrison's up to, but um, I know Connor Klein, you had him on. Um yeah, he's he's known me and uh, for a while for because of high school, and I think our brothers grew up together too. Um, but Harrison actually dated my neighbor, yeah, well, so we knew each other a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, part part like so. Like, first off, I was a podcast fan. I love watching podcasts. Ask my wife; I always have them on. That's why I. I it's like I sometimes I have to remind myself that not everybody spends all their yeah, time I'm watching a, podcasts. Like, but like, that's how I was. Like, like literally, yeah, yeah. I like hardly ever watch like TV shows. Like I always have on YouTube more than my cable, even though I'm paying all that money for cable. And anyway, and so I'm a big podcast fan. And I just I saw how these all my favorite people, all my favorite podcasters, just all they really did was they had a platform. And they had all these interesting people that they knew, and, and they and they had their their platform to elevate all these interesting people that they knew. And I was like, dude, I know so many interesting people, and and, and I know some people may get annoyed that almost all my guests are from Norman, Oklahoma. But like, I swear to God, that's what like birthed this a podcast was like. Literally, I come from like what people consider a small town, Norman, Oklahoma. You know, I, I currently live in a city of over a million people, and so and and. and so not people may think like, oh, Norman, Oklahoma. I know so many talented people that like the world needs to know about from Norman, Oklahoma. And, and and so it's like I just saw these people like using their platform to like showcase all their talented friends. And I'm like, dude, I have super talented friends. And and, and I just I don't know, it just it came naturally to me. And like I said, as soon as I saw what you were doing, you fell perfectly into that category. Like I said, I mean I've I wanted to get like a, a, a female, whether it be grappler or a fighter or whatever, I've been dying. And I think compared to most other fucking podcasts, especially in my lane, I do a pretty good job about getting yes. women on my podcast. Yeah. Like, I really try to make a point because the podcast, like, trust me, I, as, some, as a fan and as somebody who does them, you guys, you fellas out there with podcasts, you need to get more ladies on because just the perspective they offer, you know, it's just, you know, you're not going to find it when you're talking to a yeah. bunch of dudes. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we, um, you know, we, we, we've kind of gone down some rabbit holes. Um, now, I want to ask you, because, like, like, I don't know, just because this is how my brain works. Um, a, have you ever trained any striking? And B, is there an MMA future in Mary Springfield? Crystal <laughs> oh Ball? my gosh. Um, I have, um, with my degree, my undergraduate degree, we did um, 
lots of different group exercise classes. So I've been in a kickboxing class. I've done, uh, you know, all this stuff. I do not like getting punched in the face. Um, you know, like I said, my brother, I grew up, I got beat up all the time. Um, and like I said, he was a wrestler. So I grew up with like 13 older brothers, basically. So getting beaten up is kind of my thing, I guess. And I do not like getting punched in the face. My... But I gotta ask you, have you ever been punched in the face by a female that weighs the same as you? If you've been growing up fighting your brothers, you may eat, you may eat, you know what I'm saying? A 150 pound woman's punch. Well, like it's uh, I think in like middle school, I punched a girl cause she like took some of my stuff. I mean, I got suspended. <laughs> it, it's like, it is what it is, but you know, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I was like 12. Hey, I was, I was the ultimate middle school thug. You don't gotta tell me about yeah, that. Right. I, I, yeah. Uh, no, I know that um, one. My game. best friend Tia, she is on the uh, U.S. Paralympic sitting volleyball team. Um, she was born without her right hand, so she just hasn't. We just call her Nub. That's the PC correct term to do it. Um, but she really loved. She actually trained one class jujitsu with me and my family, and she loved it. She's a very feisty girl. She weighs like a hundred pounds, and she's like five seven. So she's like this smallest girl and she loves beating people up and she loves kickboxing and taking boxing classes. So I may follow in her footsteps to go hang out with her in one or two classes, but probably no MMA for me. Uh, probably not. I, I feel you. I feel you. Cause who does like it? I, I've been punched in my face. You know, <laughs> take one look at this nose. And this is a man that's been punched in the face a time or two, but, um, I get it. I really do. But I got to say, you know, I was hoping to you know, in my back pocket. Like, I got I got the next contender right here because, like, I got to ask, like, there's 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 girls or women such as, like, like two of my favorite female UFC fighters or dope uh, jiu-jitsu uh, practitioners. Um, and by the way, I got to say, I love that you say practitioner instead of player. Me and, you, me and Harrison go in on BP boys all the time. When I say, oh, I'm a jiu-jitsu player, it sounds so awkward and deplorable. Yeah. I hate that's like verbal <laughs> garbage. Like I'm a former English major. That's like like English vomit. Like jujitsu player sounds horrible. Practitioner is the term we will go with. But um, but yeah, no, I gotta say, I just I was I, I don't know. I think I think because so what I'm getting at is here, two of my favorite female UFC fighters. Are Jillian Robertson and Lauren Murphy? Are yeah, you are I've you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, because they're they're essentially known for their grappling. Like, they they do um, Chael Sonnen's like submission underground. Now, let me ask you this: Like, would you do something like that? Like, where it's like grappling only, like uh, Chael Sonnen's submission upper? There are so like many that? of those like pop ups. Um... Actually, my brother is fighting um, at the OKC Farmer's Market on February 28th, um, and he is competing against uh, some guy. I think he's in the 175 blue belt, but it's no gi, so they just wear basically, um, or I think he's doing gi. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but um, he is, you know, competing and stuff like that, and 
it's just it's totally different from the IBJJF and the AGF like tournaments and it's going to be really fun to watch my brother do that he hasn't done one of those he's done um an AGF and different um, how let me look it up it's honestly on Facebook so uh okay yeah yeah no no worries because I'm, I'm curious myself no worries my, my, no no worries not to me oh, to no. put you on the spot and I'll just kind of talk while you're while you're looking that up because I just wanted to say that, like, I personally think, like, grappling is, like, on the rise as far as, like, sports popularity. Like, uh, I think probably women's high school wrestling yes. is probably the fastest growing, like, high school sport. That's that's majorly on the rise. And I think women's jiu-jitsu, because there's a lot of guys like me out there that, like, were UFC fans and were fans of the women's UFC fighters. And a lot of, of, of these women's UFC fighters get their start doing jujitsu and, and, and grappling and i think it's just kind of like a uh, like a carryover effect of like i never thought i'd be interested in women's grappling but here i am kind of through osmosis thoroughly interested in women's yeah grappling. so my brother's 31 and he has a five-year-old daughter and she is doing jujitsu now and she just got her <laughs> that's amazing by the way and i i grew up going to school with your brother's wife and, yeah. and the daughter's mother and, and so I, I i just i've never met this child and i have so much love for this child and i and when i saw she was doing jiu-jitsu i was like god damn it. i mean by the way way to give nina baby fever <laughs> for real seeing that uh but uh but yeah no i just i absolutely love seeing that and i have to give a huge shout out to, to megan and your brother and and just seeing that um I don't know, like I said, I grew up with May and just seeing kind of all of this come to fruition. Is, it's yeah, a so here's a picture really of her. Is. This is her getting her first stripe. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell she's yeah, shout a out. little girl, and she loves gymnastics, so she loves, you know, just being active and stuff like that. And yeah, it's kind of crazy, you know, uh, Megan, my brother's wife, uh, her sister and I graduated together, Courtney. So... It's, yeah. it's great to have, you know, a family who's interested. And Courtney's um, tried jujitsu with my family and I before, too. And she loves it. It's a great workout. And honestly, going back to females in, you know, UFC and jujitsu, now I'm just like, I look forward to it. Like you said, like, I love watching them because the dynamic is so different. It's the pace is different, yeah. the flow is different, the punches and the grappling are completely different because with women, you can be a really strong, capable woman, but at the same time, the technique is going to outweigh strength every time. Yeah, and I want to I take our viewers down a little history lesson real quick for those that don't know. How the reason why jiu-jitsu has rose to prominence and mixed martial arts and really in America in general is really comes down to this guy named Hoist Gracie and, and, and hardcore MMA fans and UFC fans know this name. And, and he, so what happened was back in the original OG, OG UFC days, and me and Harrison always talk about this on the podcast, how, uh, like back in the day, you find like VHS tapes behind the beach, like next to the pornos. Like it was like UFC was like this like sketchy yep. dodgy thing that you didn't want it's people like to know time, you were into, you know? and um, and, and and everybody was all, like juiced to the gills on Mexican supplements. You know what I'm saying? And there was no USADA, 
and everybody was on fucking cocaine and anabolics. And uh, it was a, it was the Wild West. And there was no weight classes. And there was not even any, like, uniform mandates. Like, some guys wore shoes. Some guys wore gloves. It was some guys. It was, it was the Wild West. It really looked like something out of, like, a shitty 80s movie. And, um, and there was no weight classes. That's the main exclamation point. I know it's hard for people to even fathom no weight classes. But there was no weight classes. And uh, so there was all these, like, juiced-up 240-pound, like, fucking roided-out freaks. And then there was this little man, little Brazilian man, about 160 pounds, something like that. Nothing like the small man, especially back in the no weight class days, um, maybe one, maybe 175 dripping wet. But anyway, he was a smaller guy. And uh, he came in and he, he beat all these roided out monsters with no rules. And I mean, no rules, like legitimately no rules, not even any rounds. It was just, it was the Wild West. And, and this little kind of not buff, not scary looking, like the least intimidating guy there, just looking at their pictures, was dominating the early days of the UFC. And that man's name was Hoist Gracie. And uh, as you, we referenced that earlier in the podcast that almost every town has a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, and it all descended kind of from this one man's legacy. But uh, I just kind of want to take, take, take the, you know, for the for the viewers that don't know, you know, in the words of Dana White, if you don't know now, you know. I just had to kind of take them down that little memory lane real quick. But um, but yeah, you know, uh, please continue. No, you know I, I don't mean? even know what we were talking you know, about before. But hey, I love the lineage stories. No worries. We're we're just talking about like women's MMA, and uh, you know, I'll transition to this question. Um. You know, at your at your gym personally, what's like the female to male ratio? How many other women? Um, we have um, a really good um, set of girls who are women uh, who practice, and um, I want to say it's about uh, maybe three to one men to women. Um, that's not yeah. as bad as I thought it would be. That sounds like there's kind of a lot of yeah. a lot of um, women there. We have actually I've been to a few seminars. It's called Girls and Geese. Um, it's an awesome um ability to, you know, get just females in the gym. Um I did one actually this time last year or around my birthday last year, um, before COVID, and there was a good, I wanna say sixty of us there at the seminar. And where was it that? Was Oklahoma Edmund, City or Norman or where? Yeah, it was, it was tough to fit everybody wow. in there, but there was ages from, I want to say like 13 to like 60 maybe. So there was, yeah, it was a great That's race. awesome. And that, that seems to be another common thing that I've learned about Jiu-Jitsu. Like a lot of people get into it later in life. Like uh, how I know that is one of my favorite podcasters and comedians, Joey Diaz known as being an old fat fuck he loves jujitsu and he yeah. never misses a I club. mean my dad started whenever he was um let's see three years ago so yeah he was 50 50 whenever he started see I, I'll be real I want to I'll be real I want to go to a class I do the thing is I don't know if my body can handle jujitsu and skateboarding and like I've, I've kind of already gone down this rabbit hole that is skateboarding, and I love it. I 
Nina, Nina's dead set on it, though. Nina, Nina wants to learn. Nina, like, she makes me grab her when, when I have the UFC fights. Always, I watch it. You have to watch all the fights now. And so she always makes sure you grab her for the straw weights because Nina's, you know, itty bitty. She would have to put on weight to be a straw weight. But she always makes me, like, grab her for the straw weight fight so she can, like, see Dude, the competition. Dude, she would be you know so good. Saying, right? I mean, it's honestly the little ones you want to look out for. Um, on that uh, profile photo that I sent you to be on the um, the profile thing for today's podcast, um, that's Hanato Tavares. And uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, yeah thank you for uh, bringing that up. He's shorter than me, and he's the scariest man I've ever met. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, those little guys are monsters. Like, like I like especially in the UFC. Like, I love watching the phantom weights and the feather weights. Like, one thirty-five, one forty-five, because those guys are monsters. They really are. Um, and, and, and yeah, no, no, that, that shit is so much fun. Um, and that's good to hear. So it sounds like I was going to ask you, so it sounds like there's like a decent little, and I, this, the word scene can be yeah. a little corny, but uh, it, it sounds like there's a decent little scene of, of, of women's jujitsu practitioners. Yeah, absolutely. No um, I've got some really amazing training partners at my gym, and I'm actually really sad to see, um, to not see them as much. Um, I don't know if you saw my Facebook, but I just accepted a job in Dallas, Texas. So <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be different now. Jiu-Jitsu is gonna be different, but yeah, I'm I'm sure there's some great gyms down yeah. there in the Dallas area, though. They're 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 crank, they're cranking out a bunch. Yeah. Of so um, my uncle. Oh, your sound went away. I can't hear you. I don't know what happened. I can't For hear you. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, no worries. Well, I can hear well, you now. Um, You're good. Down in um, Fort Worth, um, my uncle and um, his son and his wife uh, practice at um, their gym, and it's um, run by a former UFC fighter. And um, it's just like they oh. go so hard. And whenever they do classes, sometimes they have competition class, which means uh an hour of five minute rolls you don't stop you if you get a drink or anything like that you just should you just need to leave like it's it's competition class and it's a travis looters gym down in our um fort worth yeah oh wow i i, I was just uh on the newest episode of Rogan, he was just fucking riding travis looters yeah book. travis that's is a, he's a really that's cool, cool. Guy. that's really cool and you know if, if you fucking meet Kevin Holland, like, I'm going to need the selfie, like, ASAP. I'm going to need you to tell him about Beefy Boys. Like, we're the biggest Kevin Holland fans, and I think Travis Lewis yeah, is a jiu-jitsu yeah. coach. So, I swear to God, okay, I need you to plug good. I'll that. I'll do that. But um, I think my dad is watching right oh, now. That, so my dad will definitely uh, remember to do that. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real, Miss May. If you can connect me in any way with Kevin Trailblazer, Holland, I'm the <laughs> biggest fan. That he's the he's the motherfucking man. Hell yeah! No, that that's so dope, man. Um, so uh, I gotta say, so you're moving you're moving to Dallas. Is this is that your first time? Uh, yeah, moving actually. Oklahoma? I mean, like moving yeah, moving uh, out of state. My dad actually just commented uh, that uh, Kevin Holland was in class today with my dad. So. 
Oh, shout out to your dad, Trailblazer. Yeah. Oh, so, man. You know, one of those things. But um, anyways, yeah, I just um, got accepted well, to this job um, in Texas. Uh, I'm actually finishing my master's degree right now, so I'll have to do all that online. And... <laughs> Look at you! Look at you, just killing it! I'm so that makes me from, so happy. Uh, Don Brockman's uh, leadership class that we were in. <laughs> yeah, no, hell yeah, I can believe it. No, for real, like I, uh, no, I, I, man, I, the, the sky is the limit. I love, I love just hearing news like that for real, because you know, there's a lot of bad news you hear about people you went to school with, and oh, you know, this happened, that happened, so. I'll take all the positive news I can get. I, you know, I never doubted you for a second. I, you're, you're, you're killing it. What? Congratulations you. for real. It's that's, kind that's of crazy. Impressive. I mean, hey, I remember painting posters with you in the old gym back in the stairwells. Whenever we had to do the big murals and stuff like that, and I just remember having a blast with you in class. And your mom cut my friend's hair, and it's just, you know, it's full circle. It's a family affair whenever you're in Norman. So, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's exactly why I started this podcast. Because, like, there's just, like, the whole six degrees of separation. Like, how many, like, like I mean, I'll be really said as a guy who, like, watched, like, I watch a lot of podcasts. And I'm a fan of a lot of podcasters. And, like, I'd be watching a podcast with, like, oh, here's my interesting person. And it's like, man, I know people more interesting than that. And, like, I just kind of decided to kind of, you know, put my money where my mouth is and, and give it a shot. And, and you know, um. I really love just the podcasting feels like, you know, kind of the wild west as far as like, uh, you know, being able to truly like state your opinion without censorship and just being able to kind of do you and like, just, just like, cause I don't know, like I said, as somebody who watches a lot of podcasts, my favorite thing about podcasts is like the authenticity. Like, like whenever you're watching like some like cable news station, it's like, it's so overproduced and corny and repetitive. And like, whenever you watch a podcaster, it's like, oh, I feel like I've known this guy for fucking 15 years because he's just keeping it real with me. And like, you know, I said, that's kind of what I wanted to provide here with Drupal Talk Podcast. Um, I got to say, so, so you're part of the Oklahoma uh, jiu-jitsu scene and uh, the state of Oklahoma has a has a great reputation as a wrestling state. You know, uh, shout out you know guys, you know Oklahoma State wrestling programs, guys like Daniel Cormier and Oklahoma high school wrestling. You know, is is, is some of the best in the nation. Um, do do you find that a lot of the people that like in the jiu-jitsu world are like former wrestlers or like? Are those worlds kind of joined up the hip? Yeah, like so Oklahoma? I told you that my brother was a wrestler. He was a state runner-up um, for, yeah, so I knew he was that. 135 back in high school. So he was kind of tiny. But um, it's uh, really interesting to see. We have, like, some new people at the gym who are high school rest or were high school wrestlers, and they just got out. And it's honestly one of those things that if you don't transition to from high school to college – you miss it like you really do and they've my brother did a few like wrestling tournaments like old man wrestling tournaments um for people who just like wanted to do it again and stuff like that and see what they had and honestly things that you learn as a wrestler my brother's a black belt wrestling 10 times over because he did it since he was five 
So he, he knows all the moves. Uh, the takedowns are seamless to my brother. And so whenever we have practices that we're doing single leg, double leg takedowns, like my brother's leading the class and all these things. And so having that wrestling background, my brother got his blue belt in three months. So, and that's kind of a big deal whenever you look at. It kind of just accelerates the yeah. learning curve yeah, a little and bit. I find that, um, we had a um, high school um, wrestler. Um, I forgot her name, but she was, she went to our uh, classes a, a bunch and she was uh, at Noble High School. She was a wrestler there. So you find it a lot, a lot, a cool. lot. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I thought of like, oh, the Oklahoma jiu-jitsu scene. I'm sure there's a bunch of wrestlers in there. Which that's not like a no. bad thing. I'm just me knowing what I know about the state of Oklahoma. You know, there's a lot of a lot of wrestlers. Honestly, like dead ass. One of my biggest regrets, uh, like like I don't have many regrets from high school, like at all. But one of my only regrets was not wrestling. Straight up, uh, I wish I would have wrestled. Uh, Mr. Menez, me and him. First off, we couldn't get along. <laughs> we squared up one time in the hallway. And I actually, I got proven, I got freed from the fucking security camera because I was going to get suspended. And we literally like squared up. But but the fucking security camera proved that he squared up first. So I was like, I ain't going to have no oh to square God. up. And I don't square up. That's just stupid. But, but anyway... It, and, but the reason why I never wrestled was he, he was going to make me cut my dreads. He, 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 uh, he didn't let me that, that he wasn't having it. And so, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, anybody that knows me knows. I yeah, I know. You just got a haircut dreads, and but, uh, it looks really good. Oh, I did. Oh, man, I didn't even mention it. Yeah, this is like dreadful talk history. I did. Try, this is the first haircut I've had since 2005. Um, I also have my roots done for the first time in forever. So yeah, just shout out, shout out to the Dreads. This They've is always looked talk. good, even in <laughs> high yeah, school. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate that. I don't know anyone who can grow Dreads like you can, bud, honestly. Hey, but anybody that remembers them first original days, they looked like <laughs> shit for like nine months. That's why like anybody that like asked me my secret to success or anything about Dreads, like, man, I looked like like a fucking bum for nine months and i just thugged it out but uh but anyway I, I, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna um i have a couple of two more questions for you and then i'll let you go about your night i really appreciate all your time for real um do you have a like a favorite submission or like a favorite um, move? we call it the springfield actually springfield surprise um that's gangster. So, you know, my brother and my dad and I are, we usually go to the same class, like Tuesdays and Thursday nights, but it's hard for me because I'm working right now to, you know, get to class. But um, we're in side control and we basically uh, isolate the arm. Um, I always go side control um, and have my legs out to their, to their right side, so my left. So we're basically, um, I have my arm underneath their head here um and i'm driving my shoulder into their face basically um and i take their arm and i put it um underneath my leg and uh it's basically just a straight arm lock um but you use your leg instead of your hands so 
have you ever seen that done in the octagon? Is there any UFC no. fighters that pulled out? <laughs> My brother taught me. Is that because is it is it one of those things that if you can punch the it's not as yeah, effective? Yeah, I mean or? UFC like jujitsu like if you throw punches into jujitsu like there's no way that anyone could you know sub, like you know do what they can do in jujitsu because there's no like there's no face punching or no punching at all so it's like. If I were to have my face that close to them, they would probably punch me in the face. But it really works in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I didn't say that you know in a snarky way, but there's just because you'll see people that are black belts in jujitsu, but they come over to UFC and, and it, sometimes they get beat up. But and also another thing that most people don't take into consideration is the octagon itself. Jiu-jitsu takes place on a flat mat, and so whenever you get somebody bent up like that, it really limits like what you can do. Uh, one of my favorite things um, that I've seen recently, uh, Anthony Lionheart Smith, um, he was for, I mean, the name's for, for uh, slipping me right now, but he's one of those Dana White contender series, high training guys, but they were fighting, and um, he, he literally, he, was, he, had, he had him taken down, he had him up against the cage, and he literally picked him up almost like a badass, like little toddler. He like picked him up and dragged him to the middle of the octagon. That way he had more of his jujitsu weapons, you know, at his disposal, at his disposal. And uh, I don't know, that just, that came to mind. I always, that always jumped out to me. Like that was high level, um, you know, jujitsu IQ, knowing that he could, you know, do more. Have more yeah, I mean, hey, I don't know if uh, the Springfield Surprise is actually a real thing, but, uh, or a real move in jiu-jitsu, but my family and I do it, and we do it to each other, and we get each other with that all the time. No, that's dope. That's beautiful. That's honestly better than any answer I could have imagined <laughs> in my head. Your own last name. That's that's gangster as shit. I love it. Uh, shout out to the whole Springfield family for real. And um, man, one final question, and, and it's mainly like it's an actual question I have. Like I said, my wife wants to get into it. I'm kind of, you know, kicking the tires on it. You know, um, is there a lot of injuries in jujitsu? Yes. Um. So. That's keeping it real. That's keeping so, it real. Um, I've gone into it with um, a, I have a torn labrum in my rotator cuff from a past volleyball injury um, in middle school, actually. So that's why I stopped playing uh, volleyball in high school. And um, it was really tough to um, start jujitsu because I was like, I got to take care of my shoulder. I got to take care of, you know, my ankles. Being a volleyball player, your ankles and your knees are already gone. So um, I told you during that tournament, I uh, definitely messed up that ankle and it just does not sit right anymore. <laughs> it's one of those things. But um, my dad has had his uh, teeth like basically kicked in almost. Um, black eyes. I got, I got some fucking... I got some yeah, artificials yeah. Well, he right here. Yeah, artificial teeth because he fell off a balcony whenever he was drunk and you know lost his front teeth. Whatever. Uh, you know he was young, so. Gang, gang. <laughs> and yeah, so like my dad, he's gotten black eyes. Um, my my dad's choked my brother Dark once on accident. So it happens. <laughs> it really does. Like I I walk away sometimes and. 
What about what about like leg locks and knee bars and shit? Do you see a lot of uh, lower body injuries? Yeah, definitely. Um, like if you if you go into it, you have to tell your partner like, hey, this is where I'm broken. Like, just yeah. make sure like you you know don't really mess it up even more, because you know the best. Yeah, that's my biggest worry is like I have all these football injuries, like my knee and my shoulder, like. Like, that's what I've even noticed with skateboarding. Like, everybody's like, oh, aren't you worried about getting hurt skateboarding? And it's like, honestly, the only thing that's happened since I started skateboarding is I made my old football injuries yeah. worse. Between my hands and my shoulder and my knee, like, it's nothing that felt great before and then hurts now. It's just shit that used to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Now it hurts a lot. So yeah, I feel like it's kind of similar. Like, my brother has always had back pain um, just from being a wrestler and you know just being doing jobs and stuff like that he's always had a bad back and my dad actually has degenerative disc disease um which is just like pain chronic pain in your um, neck and your back and stuff like that um and he turned himself around and he does jujitsu more than my brother and i do each week put together honestly so it's just one of those things where you know some days he wakes up and his neck is just like not right I mean, we all have those days, but honestly, it's the pros outweigh the cons for sure, I think, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's all I have for you. I'm super stoked on this episode, and I'm so thankful for your time, and it's been yeah. great catching up with you. Um, so I'm, I'm fucking rooting for you from over here on the West Coast, and um, you're, you're killing it both in the classroom and on the mats, and I just – I look forward to just seeing how far you take this and what you can do with it. And I mean, I'll be real. I wouldn't mind seeing you in that cave <laughs> too, but, uh, but Hey, uh, you know, I just want to leave it, you know, any last message you want to leave the audience with or any, you know, pages you want to shout out or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to say thank you so much again. Like I was so looking forward to this. I messaged you on Facebook and I was like, Hey, this is a crazy shot in the dark, but I think it would just be so much fun to just hang out with you on a Wednesday night and chat it up. And we honestly haven't talked since yeah. high school, but I mean, we're, we're on social media and stuff like that together. And it's been a long, wild ride with, you know, everything that's happened since high school, you know, um, but definitely, yeah, yeah absolutely. everybody that we know, honestly, um, we we know people in the NFL, we know people in jail, like there's... <laughs> There's a lot of things going on, but um, We Defy Foundation, you can find them at wedefyfoundation.org. You can donate, you can be a volunteer, and you can actually rep their gear and stuff like that. So uh, love, I love their organization. I love what they stand for, and it's just a great opportunity for veterans and um, people coming back from, you know, overseas to have a chance to do life again the, the right way. So... I, and yeah, thank you so much. I love talking to you guys. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and, and I've, I've loved having you on. You've been a fantastic guest. Um, anybody, my Instagram is at Dreadful Talk Dom. I appreciate it if you go, um, you know, go follow at Dreadful Talk Dom on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have the um, Dreadful Talk podcast YouTube page. And you can also find the Dreadful Talk podcast anywhere you find your audio podcast as well. And um, since this is your jujitsu-based Dreadful Talk, um, 
I have a whole podcast dedicated to UFC fights and MMA, and um, that's called Beefy Boys Breakdown. And Beefy Boys Breakdown, it has a YouTube. Please go subscribe as well. And it also has, it can be found on any audio platform as well. And, um, yeah, support women's grappling, support women's jiu-jitsu, support, support women athletes. I think, actually, ironically enough, how crazy is it? I think today is, like, National <laughs> Women's Athletes Day. So, fucking, I didn't even plan that out, but it couldn't have gone smoother on that front. And I had a fantastic women's athlete on today. And, yeah, like I said, Mary, I am fucking, you have a fan over here. Um, just keep me posted on all that you're doing, and uh, like I said, I think I think what you're doing is great. And thank you so much for your time. This was episode, I think, 35 of Dreadful Talk, and uh, you're, we're gonna wrap this. Thanks, Dom. Thanks so much, you soon, Mary. Okay. You too. Bye. Yeah, have a good one.